Welcome to the Living Faith Fellowship Conference podcast. The Living Faith Fellowship is a peer network of like-minded churches united under a single biblical authority and one common mission. You're about to hear a message from one of the many conferences hosted by the Living Faith Fellowship every year. We pray it's a blessing. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so good to see everyone. Uh, we're gonna start. I'm gonna let you know what we're we're doing this morning. Uh, are we are we on here? We good? Are we rec- we're recording? Okay, very good. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about um, uh, some key facts about international students in the U.S. So I'm gonna present some data to you uh, from an organization called Open Doors, and they actually record how many. Uh, international students that come to the U.S. from where and so forth, and you can get uh, access to that information as well. So I just want to lay out kind of the background of international students and then a bit about immigrants as well. Uh, As you know, there's a lot of immigrants that that comes from uh, different parts of the world, uh, especially refugees uh, in the recent years. I'm going to speak briefly about the FOI vision. Uh, which is very similar with uh, the vision of the church in general. Uh, And then I'm going to have some testimonies uh, from international students. So you're going to hear one from uh, Mankit from Hong Kong. You're going to hear one from Simon from China. Uh, And then you're going to hear one from Phong from Vietnam. And these are the people that, uh, man, God is gracious to uh, allow us to lead them to the Lord. Uh, And now they they have been discipled and then they, they are discipling others as well. And so hopefully you can kind of glean a lot, kind of like, man, how, how, how do I lead an international to the Lord? You can hear from those examples. And then uh, I'm going to preach from Nehemiah. Man, uh, we didn't plan this. We didn't plan this. But, you know, Nehemiah has been kind of something that uh, I preached in FOI uh, over the last year. Uh, and it is kind of a great platform, a very flexible uh, passage where man it, that starting a new ministry how do you do that and some so i'm going to go over uh you know those principles kind of using nehemiah as the platform as well and then if we have time uh we're going to have a time for q a right uh, anything that we present anything that needs more clarification you know uh, we use that time uh, for q a and and of course anytime during the conference anytime man please come grab me uh, I already heard from a brother that, man, I, they are trusting God to start a, a FOI ministry in Colorado. Uh, praise the Lord. And uh, so, man, anything that we can help, we want to do that. Uh, and just, uh, just another announcement, uh, because, uh, you know, me and my family, we are going to Vietnam. Uh, this year, I, I, you know, part of that transition was to pass the baton uh, to someone who is gifted and capable. And that man is Miles Cheetos right here. If you don't know Miles Cheetos, that's, that's Miles Cheetos. Just, just wave your hand. Miles Cheetos, uh, just a great man of God. I'm so thankful for him. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, I don't have to worry about the ministry. In fact, I haven't been worried about the ministry. They, they've been just charging ahead. Uh, and I know that God will just use him uh, and use the leaders that we have trained up to go from strength to strength. <clears throat> okay, so with that, Uh, I got some merchandise, okay, and it's not for sale, it's actually for free, and so, like, like, like Oprah, you get a bash, you get a bash, and you get a bash, and I don't know how many I have here, uh, but we can pass on, so these are legacy badges, okay, so I've been cleaning out, I've been selling my stuff, and, 
and whatnot. And I, I, I saw these badges. These are the, this is like the old school FOI first generation collectible that is worth <laughs> millions at the judgment seat of Christ. So, so when you trade them in, you get another gem at the judgment seat of Christ. Okay. Uh, no guarantee. So on, on that. Okay. So, but everyone get one, I'll, I'll keep one for myself. Uh, just pass it around. So you see, it, it pays to first uh, to, to come to the first session. Second session, you know, I don't know about that. Okay, so, all right. So uh, with that, uh, I'm going to pray. And is that clock synced up? We'll be done by 12 o'clock. And we'll be good. 10.50. Okay, I, I think I'm good. Okay, all right. Father, we, we thank you so much. Uh, Lord, for the morning sessions that we just heard, uh, I feel like uh, I'm already full, um, and I'm sure uh, that, that's the same with everyone, and, and God, we know you have so much more for us, and I just uh, ask, and I just want to acknowledge your presence this morning, uh, ask that you would use this session for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, let's, let, let's start with the, the the background of international students in the USA. And so this is a chart provided by Open Doors. This is the most recent one. And so you, you can see that in terms of the incoming uh, international students that come to the USA, it has been increasing uh, since 1949. And so only in the last year because of COVID uh, that that percentage or that number has dropped, but we have essentially uh, about 1 million international students that come to the to the u.s i mean isn't that amazing one million and that's not counting other immigrants that's not counting uh immigrants so that is a window of opportunity that we have uh to to reach the international so god has given us a, a commission and it's it's called the great commission right because it is great because it is to reach what all nations Right, I mean, man, praise the Lord for Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, but, but the uttermost, that, that calling is for the uttermost. And so, um, man, I'm so thankful, you know, providentially, God has just provided a way for us to reach internationals. And from that reaching of international, they can get disciple, have that fire for the Great Commission, and by the grace of God, go back to their home country to reach their own people. And that that has been my heart, and I had no idea that God was going to send me uh, to, to go, but I pray that I'm not the first, uh, well, I'm not the last, right, that, that will go. I pray that through uh, the ministry, many, many will get that heart. Man, it's awesome to see other nations, uh, you know, come to Christ and, and that burden uh, for more to come to Christ, because that's, that's God's burden, right? Isn't that, isn't that, man, I just, I just think about uh, the judgment seat of Christ, that we will have every ethnic group there. But is it going to be proportional? Is it going to be proportional uh, to the number of people that we see in, in the world? I'll, 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 I'll go back uh, to that in a bit here. Uh, but also, I want to say, you know, the, the other trend that I see with the drop is also in terms of the place of U.S. in the world has changed a bit, you know, where U.S., uh, was more recognized as the superpower and respected nation. And uh, because of a lot of things that's going on in the world, I don't have to go into that, mean that there is a reduction 
uh, of, of people coming and also the tension with, with China. If you have been following the news, that's the other thing that we have also seen a drop. I mean, the numbers are still there, but what I'm saying uh, with that is there, there is an urgency. It's an urgency. Now, we have that opportunity. Man, let's not take that for granted, right? If God, uh, man, if you are in a church that has access to colleges, universities that have international students, I can't think of any ministry uh, that would be better because, man, you, we can actually have access to them in a way that we can help them in a very tangible way. Okay, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, uh, later on, or maybe more, more so tomorrow in terms of the different ways you can help them and then um, uh, have rapport with them in terms of relationships because ministry runs on the rails of relationships. Okay, so uh, next slide. <clears throat> okay, so this is uh, the leading place, places of origins of international students. So we, you see here China uh, and India being uh, the, the big ones. And then uh, Korea, Taiwan, Vietnam, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Canada, you know, behind that. But, but very obvious, right? The two nations that has the biggest numbers are China and India. And that's reflected even in the, the population, right, in the world. If you know, uh, the population in China uh, and India is about 38, 39%. If you combine both of them, about 38, 39% of the whole world it, have you ever thought of that, that more than one in three person in the world living and breeding are Chinese and Indian? <laughs> Just imagine, right, going somewhere and like, hey, wow, that's more Indian and Chinese than I can, can think of, right? And, but would that be the case, right, at the judgment seat of Christ? Would that be a case for the judgment seat of Christ? Because Christ has died for every single soul. Right, every single soul, and again, much is given and much is required. We have been given so much, haven't we all? I mean, I just think about what I have been given uh, by God, by His grace, and then and then beyond that, because God is so generous, isn't He generous? He has been so generous to me. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I reach those right that haven't heard the gospel? And many of them haven't heard the gospel even one time, and so we have the opportunity. Uh, to reach these people. Okay, uh, next slide. Okay, so this is the selected field of studies for international students. And so you can see the majority of international students that come study in the STEM field. I'm looking at bro. Yeah, STEM, yay. Okay, science, engineering. Uh, uh, what, what, what is the E stands for? Engineering, right? Technology uh, and M is math okay there you go see i'm not a stem person so i'm more than a business person okay but majority majority of them and so if so they are kind of the the movers and shakers you know of the future in the stem field that's where the, the future is at and so what a, another reason uh why and it's important to reach those people uh you know elon musk came to study in the u.s how cool it was if someone uh, the foi ministry you know, evangelize to Elon Musk and instead of building rockets to, to space, man, he'll be building other things for the glory of God, right? I mean, I, I, again, I think of the, 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 the richest man in India, uh, same thing. Uh, what if someone reached him to Christ, right? And man, uh, God can, 
use him for exploit and so forth. And so uh, these are the, the fields that they study in. Next slide. Okay, so these are the, the states uh, that host, uh, you know, the most international students. So the red ones being California, Texas, uh, and then New York, and then, you know, and so forth. I think you can and see from that. And so uh, in terms of church planning, planting, if you want a church plan uh, that have access to a lot of international students, there you go. I mean, there, that's the map for you in terms of your strategy. Uh, for church planning, where are the internationals at? Very important. But I have to say, right, it's not really the numbers that matter sometimes, right? Look at, look at uh, here at Kansas City. We, we're not one of the uh, big cities that has a lot of internationals at UMKC itself. We only have about 120 uh, during the winter time and then about 160 during the fall, uh, you know, in that number. But, but God gives us people that we can minister to. Right. And 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 that's the, the key. And sometimes with the places where there is a lot of internationals, uh, they already have like their own community. OK, so in fact, it's actually harder at times because there, there are so many of them. They already have their own community, those smaller places uh, like Laramie. Right. Where there isn't a ton, uh, but man, they they want to network. They want to come. And so, man, Laramie just had their. Uh, an FOI outreach not too long ago, and and boy, what a good turnout! You know, not a lot of people, but very intimate, and and we can talk about uh, about that a bit more later on in terms of one of the things that we do welcome parties. Sometimes we have two hundred people coming uh, in one of those parties, and it's hard to reach out to so many people, right? Okay, so uh, next slide. Okay, so this is just another FO uh, the. FYI, uh, in terms of where what the students are doing in terms of graduate, undergraduate programs and non-degrees are usually kind of exchange program. But I want you to take notice of the as well. This is called uh, OPT, optional practical training. And so that means they're going to stay longer beyond their, 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 their study time. And, uh, and then most probably they're going to be staying to work as well. So the opportunity uh, to actually evangelize and disciple them extends more than their time studying in America, which is sometimes uh, the hard part about this ministry. I, I have a heartache uh, in this ministry because you win them to Christ, you disciple them, and then you're like, you kind of, it breaks your heart because they're going back. And sometimes they're going back uh, to their own home country where they're church as you have heard from pastor sam and that's what we we had in the past and so man the the idea is to to follow them back to their home country if all possible but then there are people who just study and work and stay and you know and you get more time to um to minister to them as well okay next okay the vision the vision okay so very simply right uh it is from john 17 right we win them to christ we disciple them and we send them to do the same. It's the same idea. I change it a bit. Call you know. I, I put it: love, grow, and multiply. And the reason why I do that is because that that is the key to uh, FOI ministry. In fact, that's the key to any ministry, isn't it? All right, uh, man. You cannot like fabricate like fake love. You know. I mean, God gives us capacity to to people unconditionally, and that's not from from me. That's not from us. But that's a that that something that we're broken for people because God gives us that unconditional love and we extend that. 
Man, that is powerful. That is powerful. That, that is, by the way, the secret sauce. If, if there's a secret sauce to, to FY, is that being broken, right? Because God has sent his son, right, to die for us. He loved us first, and then we have that opportunity to others. But that doesn't come naturally. And I'll talk about that uh, in, in Nehemiah. And then the second one is the opportunity to then grow in Christ. And uh, by the grace of God, you're going to hear from them here uh, in a bit that we got to and we got to grow them in Christ, and then they have that same heart. And now they want to, you know, evangelize. They want to disciple. In fact, uh, many of them have discipled two, three, maybe four people uh, uh, in, in, in their time here. And so, and then, uh, so that's the multiplication. Okay, let's, okay. So, so uh, what God has done uh, for us here in Midtown is that now we have, um, um, you know, some of you are here in this picture, uh, man, just, just a myriad of opportunities that we are trusting God to see churches planted because many of them are just international students that have been reached here locally, discipled here, lo- you know, here, and then sent back. And now we're working with them, partnering with them to see how we can trust God to see churches planted in their uh, home country, right? Man, what a great way that you don't have to go to a, another nation kind of from the, the ground zero, like you can go with someone who have some cultural knowledge, the language knowledge. I'm so thankful that uh, we're going uh, with Fong, right? Who is a Vietnamese uh, native and she helped us in uh, our first mission trip uh, to kind of navigate presented opportunities uh, to go to her high school. Uh, to, to evangelize and so forth. So that opens a lot of opportunities, opportunities to, uh, to uh, outreach uh, to her family. I mean, her family was so against uh, her beliefs uh, in her new belief in Christ, but just over time, I mean, they have warmed up to us and uh, we have presented the, the gospel uh, many times uh, for them. When I went to Vietnam, even without phone, they would invite us for dinner and we would sit across from one another and I don't speak their language and they don't speak English, and, but we'll have a good time, right? Uh, one, one uncle did uh, new English and then he, he, he told me, you know, at first our, our family was pretty angry and everything, uh, but man, I think we're okay now, you know? <laughs> uh, but isn't it? And that's because that bridge, that phone provided for us to minister to them. And, uh, grandma, which is the, is it matriarch? Is that, am I saying that right? The, uh, you know, the grandma came and visited uh, us in, in, in Kansas City for her graduation. Uh, and then we invited her to a house and we, uh, you know, got to preach the gospel to her one more time. And she told me that, oh, man, I, yeah, I, I, I really hear what you're listening. Uh, I really hear what you're saying. Uh, but um, man, it's, it's very hard to, 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 you know, tell other family members, I'm the head of the family and been uh, showing them Buddhism all my life. And you know, I hear what you're saying, but maybe. So, so, okay. Okay. Phone is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hold her accountable to that. She's just being polite. Okay. Uh, okay. But she did say that. So I'm going to hold her accountable to that. Uh, so I'm excited to see her family come to Christ uh, as well as Nam and, and you, me, these are the people that uh, you saw uh, on the PowerPoint last night. Uh, they've been actively reaching uh, their family members. And this is a 
networks, isn't it? Family members, because we're a burden for our own family. No, 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 no person, right? No, no Christians uh, would want their own family members, right, to end up in the lake of fire. Just that's just can't fathom that. It's just uh, you know, it's just heartbreaking. Okay, um, next slide. I think. Oh, okay. That that's also that's the next one. Okay, so with that. Uh, we're going to have the testimonies. Okay, so uh, Mankit, uh, why don't you uh, kick us off? And then we have Foam, and then we have Lee as well. Okay, so about uh, five minutes, uh, and then we'll be good. Yeah, five minutes each. Oh, yes. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, so my name is Mankit. I'm from Hong Kong. Um, I've been here, I think, six and a half years already. But I, I'm going to share my testimony of how I come to Christ. I think the story start with, should start with my sister. So my sister, she got saved nine, nine years ago um, in here in Kansas City. I was still back in Hong Kong, living my life. Um, and then she became a Christian and she started praying for me and, you know, asking everyone in the prayer, uh, to pray for me in, in church uh, for three years. Uh, I was still back in Hong Kong, living my life, don't know Jesus. But uh, long story short, um, God answered that prayer of my sister and everyone. God flipped my life upside down in Hong Kong. Um, anyhow, so I came here to Kansas City for school. Not really thinking about Christian or whatever, but um, came here, you know, uh, met a lot of friends from the church. And first things first is I went to the all church retreat, which is, she told me it's just a camp. <laughs> I was a Boy Scout, so I was like, cool, I can, I can do that. Uh, but not really thinking about that's a, that's a church camp. But, uh, but I'm cool. You know, I grew up in a um, Christian school, so I kind of know, the, the, you know how, how to go, you know, how to make friends with Christian. And, but not really thinking about, you know, what does that do with me? Uh, long story short, keep coming to church, make a lot of friends. And um, one day on Sunday, on, um, you know, on a Sunday morning in college, young adults, he was preaching um, biblical relationship. He was talking about, you know, um, sex outside of marriage is sin and, and everything like that is, I was like, you're talking about me, you know? You know, um, so long story short, God used that to remind me or to convict the sin that I have and remind me of the story that I have heard for 12 years in my school, that why Jesus come to this earth to die on the cross is because of my sin. So we that's finally clicked into my mind. It's like, that is why. And that is why God bring me. There's no coincidence, you know, that that, you know, that I came here and heard get to hear the gospel. Um, anyway, the conviction was really hard. And I said, God, there's no other way. God, you are the only way. You love me so much, you'll pursue me. I want to surrender my life to you. So and on September 20th, um, 2015, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So since then, uh, have been, you know, following God, following God and, um, you know, discipled by Andrew and continues to trust God to, um, to make disciples um, all over the world. Um, so that's very, you know, um, this is what God has done in my life. And, it's this prayer of my sister, and it's because of, you know, Andrew, one day he was just 
you know, in the Chinese restaurant, met my sister. Hey, would you like to come to church with, with us? And she came and she, you know, that's how, you know, it started. Um, so I'm continuous in, you know, trusting God to um, bring um, the gospel to Vietnam. And my wife is going to share the testimony in a little bit. But now we have three holes. So it'll be whole, whole, whole. So anyway, that's my last name. Sorry. Um, I need some context there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway. So um, I didn't know that jokes until I came here. So it wasn't a problem back in Hong Kong. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so there's two and other things I want to share is two kind of like tips about um, six years of kind of ministering to international student as international student. Um, first things first is we love food. Everyone loves food. Everyone loves good food and everyone loves homemade food. You know, you know, if you bring someone to a, uh, um, a fancy restaurant, cool. But it's so much better if you're able to cook and bring them into your house and just treat them as a friend, have dinner over because uh, in terms of Asian culture, it is an honor to be invited to someone else's house, a home, or you know, to to have a dinner. It's an honor, and you know, through that, that uh, you can have a real talk, make friends with internationals, um, and they feel like this is real, you know, um, because it's like if you just buy a dinner, that's just different, but. If you cook for them, they know that you spend the time, they can taste the love that you have and you care. If you cannot cook, just YouTube it. <laughs> there's no, there's no excuse. And then we learned, I didn't know we know how to cook six years ago. Like I messed up so many times, but YouTube is awesome. Tasty, you know, that YouTube channel is awesome. So do that. And the second thing is um, just bring them along of what you're doing in daily life. Yes. Because everything is new to us. Yes. Even you go to a bank, it's new to us. If you go to anything, go to a road trip or what, anything, just really anything, watch a movie, you know, in the movie theater, Chiefs game or, you know, other places or like anything for real. Just bring them, hey, I'm doing these things. Would you come along? Do you want to join us? We're going to have dinner. Would you like to join us? We're doing these things. Would you like to join us? He's like, yeah, that'll be fun. You know, that'll be cool. They, like, we don't know anything. So it just bring them along because you don't need to have, um, you know, a lot of extra activities. That's why I would say because relationship, we're just making friends. You know, back in, you know, think about in high school or in college. How you make friends it's like hey i'm going to a bicycle i'm gonna ride around the block you want to come with me that's it that's how you make friends and the same as internationals they come here everything is new um so lee will share in a little bit um but i would like to share just a little uh, about his testimony um so we reach out uh, a chinese guy his name is bai uh bai doesn't like it you know he doesn't like the you know um, for the Christian, the gospel, but we love him, which we befriend with him. 
but Lee, as his roommate, he saw it. We didn't manage to, to leave, but he saw it. He's like, dude, I want some of that. And he joined us. And one day he see the love of Christ and he came to Christ. So, you know, it's not just like, you know, one, you know, one relationship, but through the love, through the testimony, people will want to join. People will want to see, you know, have, what is that thing? What is that love that you have? This is interesting. I never experienced in my life. Um, so, yeah, that's why I would say, um, and that's my wife, Mrs. Ho. Yeah. Well, um, hi, my name is Foam, and I'm just going to read everything that I wrote because my brain is not working today. Um, so I came to Kansas City as an international student from Vietnam. I was not saved when I got here, and I never heard about the gospel uh, in Vietnam uh, in, in my entire life. So what I knew about God was just fragments of truth from, the, um, from movie, from guessing, and from um, just here and there. Um, I thought God was a, a Western religion, <clears throat> but when I got here, I was picked up by volunteers from ISM back then now is FOI, uh, International Student Ministry, by Pam and Roger. Then I met a Vietnamese friend named Thuy, um, who invited me to Mita Baptist Temple. And then uh, I met Lucy, and Lucy took me to church uh, as a, um, my first day here was in prayer night. And uh, the first impression was that I, I felt like home and everybody was just full of love and, uh, and it just felt like I belong here. And it was such a, uh, everybody was so intentional about making friends uh, and to love me, even though I did not believe what they believed. It was different, but very needful. <clears throat> and uh, one of the people went the extra miles, Chisu. Uh, Chisu started helping, helping me with settled, uh, with moving, going groceries, studying together and loving, loving me as though she knew me a long time ago. Um, and even until now, and uh, she loved me at her own cost, at her own expenses. So every time I came to Bible study, Pastor Andrew was so passionate about preaching and then his wife, Rachel, was always there. Every time I went to church, Pastor Sam preached with all his hearts, just like this morning. <laughs> And then um, Pastor Dan was just hilarious, but his preaching <laughs> was always powerful. <laughs> and then I thought to myself that, oh, I'm not, I'm not that this uh, passionate about my God, but they are all are. Um, how strange. Then I went to FOI events. I was always welcomed by friendly toy, Karen, Linda, Jeanette, Blake, James, and Suman. Um, they just crack joke, you know, and dance together, just a fellowship, you know. Um, so I know that they love each other. So John 13, 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one another. So they love each other because they first loved their Savior. And First uh, John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. Um, I'm sorry if you're not from MBT, 
but hearing all those names and you were like who are these people i don't care <laughs> but then you know um if you don't mind i'm just listing names just a way to remind me that god works through the body of christ and through like many touches and uh, god does keep track as well so your labor is not in vain even just a smile and, and a welcome hug Oh, that I might not have. Um, well, this is all oh, that I might have made some of you lose your heavenly reward already by mentioning your name, giving you early credits. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, from events, genuine friendship to the word of God, week after week, I attended FOI Bible study. I attended church on and up about eight months long. Um, but lo the love of sins held on me tightly. At the end of the day, it's still God's miraculous work for every spiritual birth. One day, God caught my attention through the news of my mom having cancer. Um, uh, the people that I trusted then were people from MBT, and I just reached out to them and, and asked for prayers. Shortly after, um, the doctor said that um, they had a wrong diagnosis on my mom's uh, cancer. And then I, I knew that there was just something from God. So I asked Jesus out for Bible study one-on-one. Later that night, just on my bed reading the tracts, um, I felt like it was the first time knowing how sinful I was. For my sin, I deserve hell, hell, but God sent his son to die for my sin so I could have life forever in heaven, living with him. As a result, I received him into my heart as Lord and Savior, and by his grace and through his faith, um, following Jisoo became my disciple. Uh, Simon became my sister-in-law. <laughs> I got to marry her brother, Mankit. And years go by, I'm honored to labor with more faithful brothers and sisters like Connor, Jessica, Brianna, Taylor, Abishay. Some people that I named are already in different fields, like Jeanette, <clears throat> Lucy, um, some are still faithfully steer, uh, steering this battleship to raise up missionaries. Um, as you also heard how the Lord moved in Vietnam, I couldn't be more blessed to be part of the army when almost all people were from FOI and alongside me since the beginning, including my disciples, my ministry leader, my sister-in-law, my husband, my dear friends. Um, just a good guy uh, he is. So how to minister to Vietnamese? Well, I agree with everything my husband said. <laughs> Besides going out to eat, go shopping together, studying and helping uh, to meet basic needs, live life with them. Uh, it's no difference from uh, ministering to Americans. Just know some basic Vietnamese phrases or teach them English. Just go extra miles. Um, airport pickup is a gold mine. Uh, um, but it all boils down to loving the Lord, loving God's people, and loving the loss that Jesus does. Uh, it looks like a surrender life, um, a little more each day. I'm just blessed to see many examples from this fellowship, and uh, I'm praying for the next generation as well, so I have the same examples. Just put it in pocket. Not to do it. <laughs> hey, uh, my name is Lee, and I come from China, and I've been here two and a half years already and uh and uh yeah so this is my testimony and uh i grew up in a family like like my family is super tradition chinese family never heard gospel before in my whole life before i came to american and 
so I, I was like super uh, scared when I was young because I realized like every, everyone actually we're going to die in the day. But none of my family members, even my mom, the, the person that I know who knows most things in my family, she doesn't even know where we're going to go after we die. So I actually realized that uh, when I was really young, when I uh, watched like a, maybe a cartoon or something, it's telling you you're going to die. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so I had a conversation with my mom that night. She's like, yeah, that happened to everyone. I was like, okay. So I'm actually bringing that scare with me the whole life. So it's a, uh, it's really bummer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer for that. And then uh, when I uh, go into high school, so it's actually, it's a really tough time for me. So I, I'm like totally lost. So, I mean, totally lost in China. It means like, you don't, you don't focus on study. You just like do like play soccer. It's like what I did. I played for high school and also play for college after. So that's, that's how I, I'm not focused on study, which like my parents want me to do. And I know I have to do if I want to go to a good college, if I want, like after. So that time I'm totally lost. I got really bad grades. We have probably like 1500 students in my grades and my rank probably around like 800 to southern ish. That means like you are not going to a college after you graduate high school. So I'm, I'm like totally lost and I try to catch up the second year. So, but that time I find, man, there's no way cause like high school class actually really hard it's not like middle school because I, I do the I did the same things in middle school too. So I, I just actually used the last year to catch up everything and go to a good high school. And I tried to use the same strategy for my high school, but it didn't work out. It's really bad. Yeah, it actually really hard. I, I failed a lot. And that time I, I'm actually feeling really bad, but I still going with my parents to go to temple and we pray there. But I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I just feel like, man, is that really real? Are we, are we, are we praying in vain? Where, are, what are we doing here? I actually didn't get anything. So I, I just feel like really depressed. And I, I actually don't have anyone to talk with this because it's kind of weird to talk with people in China. Like, hey, do you have like faith or do you believe anything? So actually, I, I, I don't have anyone to talk, talk with. So it's really weird. It's really weird. And I actually, praise God because I really like to play soccer. And that time, my favorite soccer player, actually, his name is Messi. And I know he has a, he, he has a belief, he has a religion. I was like, man, if he believes, I'm going to try it too. So that, that is the time I'm actually trying to seek God, seeking God, starting seeking God. But yeah, I had a, a lot of prayer, but it's really sad. Like, actually, nobody can actually lead me and preach the gospel and tell me what is the right way, what is the correct way to follow God. And to get saved so i'm just like praying by myself and praise god i went to a high school oh i went to a, a good college after and uh, i think it's the junior year i got opportunities to provide a ton of scholarship for me to come to american for uh like study so uh i actually came to kc that's praise god i i didn't explain it like i i don't know like i will come here because i Actually, I applied maybe only to school and only this one provided scholarship. I was like, okay, I'm coming here. So praise God. Uh, but yeah, you can actually say like how I actually got changed my life because like actually I plan to actually just stay here KC for like a year to finish my venture degree. I'm going to apply another school for master and after. But praise God because 
because I got saving and I want to stay here and keep learning. That's really good. And, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's, uh, I think it's probably like three third or fourth day that I came to KC and I started looking on the website to find any groups. Are they playing soccer sometimes? <laughs> so that's how I find FOI. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this group actually playing soccer on Saturday. So I find FOI, it's praise God. And I just text them like, hey, are you guys playing soccer this Saturday? I want to play soccer. I want to play. I, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, maybe you, you're not saying now, like, like what are you talking about? You're, you're like chubby or fatty. But actually, two years ago, I'm kind of, you know, in shape. And I can't run, actually, that time. Yeah. So, so I reached out to them and they just said like, hey, we actually don't have soccer this Saturday. We have welcome party this Saturday. You're welcome to come and we're going to play soccer after. I was like, oh, okay, I'll come to welcome party then. That's how I actually met like a lot of people from church. But at that time, I don't know. I don't even know they're from church. I was like, okay, those guys are so nice. Never met like people like that. Like they just love you so much and talking with me. It's like what Manky just shared. Like I actually live with my friends. Uh, actually, I I don't know him before I moved here, but yeah, we're living together. And I I'm I feel like even I'm living with him, but I don't feel like I'm living with him. He doesn't even know me. But those people from FOI, they they do know me more than other people. I said, man, that's that's so sweet to me. I just feel like I'm so beloved. And man, they just show 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 me everything, bring me to every event, watch a movie, play games. I was like, man, I love those guys. And they're just, uh, it's just a day. I think uh, we went to the zoo day, zoo, KC Zoo actually. So we went there and uh, right after uh, Saturday. So I, I really want to hang out with them. So I, I asked them like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? They're like, oh, we're going to church. <laughs> so that time uh, I saying I, I was with Elijah and he asked me like, hey, we're, we're going to church tomorrow. Do you want to go with me or do you want to go with us tomorrow? But that time I was like, oh, no, no, probably no. Because I'm kind of afraid. I never been to church before. I don't know like what they're doing. And I, I know I'm seeking God, but I don't know. It's like, is that the one I'm thinking for? So I'm kind of afraid. But I've been like thinking like the whole week. I was like, man, is that the thing that I'm actually looking for? So actually, uh, the week after, I text the other one uh, who actually disciple me. So I text him like, hey, I want to go to church with you guys. Is that okay? Like, but I can go with you. He's like, oh yeah, of course. So he actually just came and picked him out to the church. And I think it's my second service. It's also at uh, Kaya service. And after the service, there just a random guy came to me and started talking with me. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. It's kind of weird, but I like it. So actually, that is Pastor Andrew on. So he just came to stay next by me and started talking with me. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So actually, I don't know how Andrew did that, though. Andrew started talking with me about, like, the Big Bang series. I was like, hey, I know that thing. So we're just talking from there, and, and then he told me, like, you know that it's not true, right? I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know that, but, yeah, I don't know how, though. But Andrew just, like, transferred, like, super smoothly to the gospel. I was like, that's crazy. I don't know how he did that, but he, he did that. So he actually just prayed the gospel through that way, and I got saved that day. It's, 
amazing. It's actually my first time hearing the gospel here. Man, praise God. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. So that's actually how I get saved. And now I'm uh, finished discipleship a year ago or two years ago, a year ago, probably. And uh, and also uh, now my disciple, my disciples actually there. Naveen is from Indian. And uh, Isai and I were discipling him now. And I'm praying for myself to keep growing, keep learning from me time and praying for myself. It can be used for my family because none of them, they actually hear the gospel before. So I'm, yeah, I'm fully praying for my families. And also I, I know I have some, I don't know like how do I share the tips, but I do have some tips I feel. It's like, I feel like uh, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why, like when I reach out to my people, actually Chinese people, they're like, okay, we, we know what you're talking about. It's not really like they don't really want to know church or something. I don't know why, but something, someone from other culture actually reached out to them and they're, they would be more curious about that. And they actually willing to talk more about that. And, uh, and also I feel like uh, when you reach out to international students, it'll be really good that you respect to their culture. Like we reach out to international students, like Indian students will actually eat with them with, with my hands. Actually my first time eating like curry with my hands. It's actually good, but it's kind of weird for me because <laughs> I usually use like chopsticks or spoon for decreases. So, but actually really good. And they will feel like they'll be super respect and they really like to talk with you. And after you, you just like doing that, like doing the same things with them. So. Yeah, that's everything I got. Thank you so much yeah. for all the testimonies. Okay, thank you. So, smooth transition from Big Bang to conversations. That's not my original thing. I got that from Jesus from John chapter 4. Okay, okay, and Miles Gidos is going to be uh, preaching from John chapter 4, okay? And we're going to learn about that on Saturday. So don't, don't miss Saturday. Uh, you want to you wanna hear that, how you transition a, a physical conversation using common grounds. And then just very, very naturally, but uh, at the same time, very supernaturally, switch to a spiritual conversation. And, and you know, praise the Lord, man. We don't have to, like, yes, uh, love people. But at some point, man, let's, let's just... Let's just share the gospel, you know, because that's the power that saves, you know, and, and you can do that uh, in a very natural, supernatural uh, and very respectful way. So it's not like, a, like, you know, you're trying to intimidate someone to do something or anything like that. So, OK, uh, let me grab my Bible. If you want to grab your Bible, turn to Nehemiah chapter four with me. And we're going to use this as the, the main text to talk about how do you start an FOI ministry. Uh, you're going to see. Uh, there's going to be a lot of common things that you already heard this morning, uh, which, is, which is true because, you know, this is not really exclusive to how you start an FOI ministry. This is really how you start uh, a ministry, period. You know, how you start a church, period. And so Nehemiah, man, is, is my hero. Uh, I don't claim to be Nehemiah in any case uh, by starting FOI uh, nine, ten years ago. Uh, but when I read uh, this story, I, I cannot but help, man, I wish I did more like Nehemiah. The, the ministry could have doubled, tripled, or even more uh, than, 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 than today. And so uh, Nehemiah is my hero, and I want us to, to learn from Nehemiah as well. Um, 
feel like praying just a short prayer again, and then we'll jump into it. Father, uh, Lord, would your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, teach us, convict us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's read verse 1 to 4. Verse 1 to 4, the word of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah. And it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept. Okay, so, man, that's a hard passage. <sighs> okay, let's, can't, can't see. Can I, can I get a, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> this normally doesn't happen. Oh, thank you. All right. So, so what, what we're seeing here is, is Jerusalem, I mean, and the nation of Israel has been in captivity uh, for many years, you know, and then, and then now uh, we have Medo-Persia uh, that, that took over from, from Babylonian. And so now they, you know, under Cyrus, they have an edict of tolerance and say, hey, the Jews can go back. But when they went back uh, to Jerusalem, I mean, it was just it was just nothing what God has intended for the nation of Israel. And if you read the passage from uh, book of Isaiah, God designed the nation of Israel to be a light unto the world. But they were just in ruins. And, and you know, all those years, no one cared to ask God, you know. Um, you know, they were suffering, but they weren't asking God and they weren't responding to the hurt, right? And um, okay, I don't know why this is happening. Maybe the Holy Spirit will just want to use that to convict you. Okay, <laughs> so that's what's happening. But uh, don't don't get distracted by me. Okay, but the idea that I want to get to us is simply that when we look at the nations, that's what we need to see, right? I mean, you, you look at, you know, all the different nations, you know, behind, uh, you know, what the smiles and the success, it's a lot of hurt, you know. You go to Vietnam, and yeah, man, it's vibrant, it's, you know, it's sweet and everything. But when you get to know their family members, I mean, they're, they're like just anywhere that the lost people are. I mean, they're just chaos, drama, I mean, pain and alcoholism and drugs. And I mean, there's just so much pain. And when you see that, you're like, man, God has so much uh, for us, you know, and then they don't have eternal life instead of that. And then the, 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 the prince of this world have them on lockdown, right? In terms of this, this wheel of, uh, of success, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and, and they're working themselves literally to death. You know, there's a, a, a saying in, in, the, uh, in, in China, uh, it's called the, uh, 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 was it 669 or 
six, maybe Lee, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but the idea is you, oh, not nine, six, six, I think it's nine, yeah, like, nine, nine. Yeah, oh, there you go, there you go, thank you, thank you. Okay, like it's like working like basically 12 hours a day, six days a week, you know, and just, I mean, it's, it's, isn't it true, Naveen? I mean, even in India, I mean, that, that culture in China and Asia is just this idea of just working themselves to death. There's a documentary that you can see people like dying, working so hard. And I mean, the prince of this world has set up the system such as to just keep people in bondage, you know? And so when you see that, man, you, you cannot help but just like, oh, man, uh, man, they're suffering. And anyway, so when they, when they come over here, we have a vantage point. We have the opportunity uh, to reach the internationals. And so the first thing for anyone who wants to start uh, a ministry, right, uh, FOI ministry or any ministry, is that you got to, you know, key point number one, ministry begins with someone respond to God's calling to have a burden for other souls. Okay. That, that's key point number one. Ministry begins when someone responds to God's calling to have a burden for other souls because that's, that's the heart of God, right? The reason why Jesus came to earth, he didn't have to, but because the Bible says he loved the world, that he came. He came for you. He came for me. And so when we have his heart, when we respond to his calling to reach this, the, the, the lost, man, then, then, then starting a ministry is just a no-brainer because you're going to get organized. You want to get strategic. You want to get tactical to reach people. Right, you're gonna hear this on Saturday in John chapter four. But Jesus gone, uh, you know. Uh, Jesus say, "I must go through Samaria." Right, that that statement always hits me hard. Like Jesus, I must go through Samaria. Even though, even though it's a harder route, even though it's not supposed to be the route that the Jews go, but he have to go because he knows that he's gonna meet someone. That cool. Like, and that's the thing. Like sometimes it it, it just upsets me when people don't want to volunteer for certain things right like because man you you gotta go i mean just go to airport pick up just go right just go because it's a it's a small thing to do but you may reach that woman in the well at airport pickup you know and so uh it's, it's so important you know so foi has those types of opportunities uh, again i cannot brag more about or, or, or harp more about uh airport pickup because that's the first point of contact, right? That's the, the point where uh, they are fresh off the boat, if you will, right? And then they just don't know anything and they, 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 they don't know who to trust. But that first friendly face that comes at the airport meeting, meeting them, oh, man, they're like, oh, man. And, and that rapport that you built with them, man, lasts a lifetime. I, I, I still remember the people that, that picked me up from the airport 22 years ago. Uh, I never forget them, right? And so just a great opportunity uh, to meet people. Um, okay, so the biggest problem with Christianity today, I believe, is the spirit of indifference, okay? You, you, you understand indifference? It's just like you're not like against internationals. You're not against other culture. You're not, you're not hating. You're not discriminating. But you just, eh, whatever, you know, that, that type of indifference. Uh, towards that, that is the greatest thing. And what we see in the book of Nehemiah is that Nehemiah didn't have that, right? He was in, in his comfort zone, you know, working in a great place in the palace, had a great role. But when he heard the news, he's like, oh, it just broke him. 
and the Bible say he, 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 he sat down and, and wept because he couldn't even stand up. And so, so it, it, it's so cool, you know, because his name means Jehovah Comforts. Awesome. Jehovah Comfort. And then his brother who came and told the news, his name is Hanani. And Hanani means God is gracious. You know, awesome. God is gracious. And he wants to share that grace with, with everyone. Okay, so let's read verse four to six. And it came to pass uh, when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And I and said, I beseech thee, O Lord of God, heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thy ears eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I, Ooh. and my father's house has it. Okay, there we go. Another dose of conviction for you. Okay, all right, all right. Let's 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 get this going. We only got fifteen minutes. Okay, Nehemiah understood that man. If he does not get the attention of God, he's not going to go anywhere. You know, you know what I mean. If he does not get the attention of God. He's not going anywhere. Do you, do you understand that? Like, like, okay, Nehemiah is like someone who is like up here. But you can think like, man, he can, he can, like, he can move some stuff. He got influence. And, and maybe, you know, if you're, if we're in Nehemiah, say, I'm like, bro, I got 20 G's in my bank, man, let's, let's just give them to them and call it a day. You know, he could do all of that, but he didn't do that. What he did was he responded like to God's compassion, to God's grace, and he cried out to God. It's like, God, you got to pay attention in this prayer. I need you to hear me, right? And that's what we need because, because key point number two is a closet ministry of prayer is the fuel that builds ministry, right? So the ministry doesn't actually start until we have the closet prayer ministry. Right, and and if you look at all the pronoun in verse four to six, you see it's all I, 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 I. You know, it's not. I'm not waiting for someone else, right, to do something. I have the closet ministry, and it's, it's so cool that we all can actually access the throne of God. Like I don't have to go through my pastor. I mean, of course, it would be nice to go through my pastor and pray together, but. You can just go in your room and just pray and, 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 and like, like ask God for his attention. Would you hear me? Would you hear me? Right? Because the biggest temptation is just to do it. You know, like, oh, yeah, I know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send 50 guys down there and then we're going to do that. We're going to plan this. We're going to do this. Oh, yeah, it's going to work out. Right? We're going to hustle. We're going to be strategic. We're going to be tactical. And that doesn't work. I mean, like it works a bit, but you're not you're gonna get that fruit, right? 
Uh, and so that, that's not the, the, the key. I, uh, you know, I remember, uh, I told this story many times, I'll share it again, you know, but uh, I was quite an evangelist uh, back in the days at KCBT. Okay, so I, I, I kind of like do my judo evangelism and people get saved. And so I thought, hey man, I'm going to London now. So, I, you, know, if you, you know, if you know my story, I went to London for five years as a assistant missionary person to, to Brian. And so I thought, man, I'm going to bring my judo skills to London and I'm going to whoop and, <laughs> and everyone's going to get saved. But, and, and you know what happened? It's like nothing happened. You know, all that like happened because, man, it wasn't filled by prayer. It was filled, filled by a skill set that I have developed, you know. And, and, and so I'm like, oh, man, what, what's happened? What happened? Where, what happened to the power? Did someone cut my hair? You know, like, so, so you know, but, but it's so important. The closet ministry <laughs> is... <laughs> Is the field, right, that builds ministry. You get that, right? So you want to start a ministry, get that closet ministry go, going because 1 Corinthians 1, 2, 9 says that no flesh, right, that no flesh should glory in his presence, right? And so uh, Psalms 127 says, except the Lord built the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Because the Lord's prayer brings us back to His will. That's the key right there, right? I don't get the glory. It's back to His will. It's back to His plans. And in His will is the spirit and not in the flesh. Okay, so let's, let's keep going. Verse 7 to 10. Verse 7 to 10. Uh, we have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgment which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though they were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and I will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants, and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. Okay, so Nehemiah remembered the instruction, the promise, and the repercussions if they go against God's way, right? That God will bless them if they follow him, and God will not bless them if they don't follow him, right? I'm not saying that we're responsible for all the sins of the heathen, but I am saying that we have a role to play, right? We have a role to play. Why? Because Luke 12, 47 to 48 says that much is given, much is required, right? Again, have you been given a lot? Have you? I, I, I like to think so. You have been given so much if you really examine what God has done in your life. So key point number three, ministry is activated when we are in agreement with God regarding our stewardship of his word. And by his word, I mean his promises, right? By his word, I mean his commandments, the great commission, right? And so we're agreeing with God. Yes, God, I'm agreeing with you that I should reach the internationals. I agree with you. That is your heart, that your heart 
It's not just for my family. Yes, it's for my family too. Not just for my friends, but beyond that. God, your heart extends beyond that. I agree with you to teach all nations, like given the opportunity that I have. And, and so, you know, if you have a ministry uh, to international students, you have that. The, the nations are coming to U.S. 1 million per year, okay? And so Romans 10, 14, you know, it, very clear. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on, in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher, right? And so we got to agree with God that we got to be the preacher. And then secondly, Ephesians 6, 19, and for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And so this is the key right here. The open door normally is not just meeting someone. The open door is right here. Right, and that comes with the preparation of the heart and the mind and the spirit, and then then God has given you what you know. You're walking with God, Spirit is leading you, and then boom, you boldly speak the gospel, and then boom, you're like, uh, I don't know how he did it. Well, I, I don't know too, right? It just happened, you know. I didn't save these. I didn't, you know, save these people. God did. All I did was just pray and ask God for boldness and uh, 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 that utterance may be given unto me and then people get saved right because that is the, the 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 father's business the father's business is to reach all nations and we see that in john chapter 4 verse 34 my meat is to do the will of the father <clears throat> so so the burden led uh, nehemiah to mourn and and then to fast and to pray, and, and he did that night and day, uh, which led him to find uh, a solution from, uh, for the problem, okay? And so now, now he has God's uh, heart, he has God's attention, right? He's agreeing with God, and then he is beginning to find a solution to this, to this agony, right? To this burden that he has for Jerusalem. And so uh, let's see that in verse 11. Oh, Lord. I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cups bearer. Okay, so his, his, his strategy was to talk to the king, basically. His solution was to talk to the king. I mean, wow, pretty amazing, right? And, and by the way, that was, that's the hard one. That's the hard solution. That's the hard way because the easy way, again, is to throw, away, throw around his weight and use whatever influence he's had to send money to Jerusalem and send people to Jerusalem and call it a day. But the hard one is to talk to the king because you just don't talk to the king in those days, in those cultures, because if you, you don't, you're not supposed to do that, right? You're not supposed to bring up an agenda. The, the king bring up an agenda. If you do that, if you're not called to do something, and if the king is in a bad mood in Persia, what happens? Like that. Okay, that's the culture, right? And so, so that is a big risk that Nehemiah took to say, God, I want to talk to the king. I want to talk to the king. So key point number four is that we got to count the cost of starting the ministry. Because, you know, uh, the ministry requires all of us. 
right? The, the ministry requires a lot of risk, a lot of sacrifice. And Nehemiah put his, his, his neck on the line to do this ministry, right? Again, just imagine he's in palace. He's in a place of wealth and prosperity, of influence and everything to give up for what? For, for the ministry, right? For, for Jerusalem. And uh, so, you know, for me, uh, the, the closest thing I can think of is I was doing ministry in London and it was, it was well, it was good. And I was walking, at, you know, in London Bridge and, uh, you know, and then I just uh, one of those God whispering, still small voice and God says, hey, is it okay if you quit your job and come back to U.S.? Just a very like walking, you know, just normal day, you know, minding my own business, you know, because in London, you normally tune out. You don't, you don't look people in the eye or anything because you'd be weird. You just do your thing and go to work, you know. But I'm like, wow. And then I say, uh, I, I think I said something like, uh, like, why, why God? Or, or you know, I'm doing, I'm doing good. And, you know, uh, by the way, at that time, I was doing really well in my vocation, my, you know, I was serving the church and doing all the things that I'm supposed to do, but I also was doing really well in the corporate world. And I was uh, being chauffeured in, uh, what do you call that? Uh, it was a really luxury car. Uh, not limousine, but it was a uh, Bentley. Yeah, I was, I was chauffeured in a Bentley and I was, you know, uh, you know, having lunch with boards and, you know, I was getting comfortable, you know, like, Thing, uh, put my, you know, but you know the the cars had like 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 drinks, you know, and you know all that kind of stuff, and I was, oh man, this is it's good, you know, and uh, me and I may be in that same boat, you know, I don't know, uh, but man, God just just asked me like, hey, which you, you know, you know, uh, can you give up the job and go, and and I'm like, why? And then I realized very quickly that you know i wasn't in a place that was even like like oh i see i'm holding on to comfort I'm, I'm holding on to the the my prosperity because god has blessed me and now i'm like oh yeah man let's let's hang on to that you know let's hang on to that and then and uh and and man starting a ministry requires sacrifice and so uh you know i'm bivocational uh you know i'm not on staff but i, I work two jobs uh, I, I mean, two jobs being one is being a pastor and one uh, in FOI. But man, if you want to start a ministry, it will cost you something. And you got to count the cost and say it's okay. And then very quickly in London Bridge, I cried because I realized that, man, I'm not, I'm on, I'm not on the same page with God. Uh, like I thought that belonged to me for like a second, you know. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't. Uh, it got something for you. Right, I, I need to still get get you to be more equipped and 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 give you something better. And then I came back and I started FOI. Boom, and now you know, like, uh, how can you compare that with money, or or comfort, or Bentley? Right, uh, you can't compare that because these are souls. These are souls that will be lasting into, you know, the it, it, you know eternal. And so there you go. Uh, key point number four, ca uh, count the cost of starting a ministry. And now I just want to point out uh, in, in verse 11, now you can see that that prayer life 
has gone from the individual to the corporate because it says, and to the prayer of thy servants. Did you see that? From singular to the plural. In other words, his prayer life was contagious. Like he probably can't stop talking about it. You know, when you're excited about something, like when you just met that girl or you met that guy and you're like, oh man, you can't stop talking about something that you really like, you know, you like, right? And or, or you're burdened for. And so I, I bet you that prayer life that Nehemiah had, right, uh, has, has, has been contagious. And now his buddies are, are doing that. And now he's bringing his corporate prayer. Okay, so key point number five, prayer life. Of the ministry of the minister should be contagious to others in the ministry, and that's how you start ministry. You're like, oh, I got no one to help me. Well, why don't you pray first? Right, pray, pray, talk about it. Pray, pray, talk about. It. Hey, can you pray? Talk about it. And then suddenly you got one, two. So when I started FOI, I mean, there was, I don't know, maybe it was like my wife, uh, and then it was uh, Jeanette, you know, and then I think that. I don't know, I don't even remember. A few of us, right? We were just in the basement and then and then prayed and then one by one people just come in and join and like saw the vision and more and more. And you know, and 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 these days we have 50 to 70 people uh, that come on a regular basis. Okay. And then you, you're gonna hear stories tomorrow as well of others starting uh, ministry on other campuses. So we are on like four four campuses, right? UMKC. Uh, KU, JCCC, and then Penn Valley, maybe some just like just hanging on, <laughs> hanging on by the toe, you know, but, but we've seen, we've seen others do the same, man, they have a burden, like Miyoko, like told me like, oh man, I got to go share the gospel here, I'm going to reach, in and, and she can't stop talking about it, I'm like, okay, let's do it, and then as a result, people got saved in Penn Valley, uh, a tough place to do ministry. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Tampa, yeah, T Tampa, uh, Florida. They they already have, like 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 the, I think he inherited something, uh, but there was uh, another one in uh, Ohio. Uh, this one started in Ohio. Yes, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, so we we uh, unfortunately we ran out of time because of all my crying and all that stuff, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We're gonna continue tomorrow so everyone can get get their lunch and I'll, I'll, I'll try to do quicker tomorrow. Uh, let's pray uh, and then uh, man, uh, we'll see each other tomorrow, okay? Uh, Father, just thank you again for the book of Nehemiah. Uh, it's so sweet. It's uh, always uh, convicts me uh, of uh, just who you are. Uh, you are just gracious. Uh, you are so merciful and you're just waiting. You're just waiting for someone to say yes to you and I pray even in a group like this uh, that, you know, someone uh, will say yes to you, whatever you're asking them to do, that will cost them something uh, that they would say, yes, yes, it's worth it. Yes, send me. Uh, ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Thank you, guys. We hope this message was a blessing to you. If you're interested in learning more about the Living Faith Fellowship, visit lffellowship.com. God bless.